Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier The Cottage on the Moor Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 15 The Passing The archive fell dormant once again, and the four women found themselves facing one another in the cavern. Evie sank to her knees, sobbing. Slowly, Astrid stepped across to her mother and knelt down with her, clutching her in her arms and running a hand through her white hair. I had to stop him, Evie sobbed. I had to keep you safe. I know, Astrid said softly. It's all right now. The ground beneath them rumbled, and a shower of fine dirt descended from the compact earth above them. The gateway is still open, the professor warned, inspecting the canopy for signs of buckling. It's bringing forward the collapse of everything. I'd best be going then, said Lorelei with a smirk. She crossed the cavern and stood before the podium holding the archive. The professor watched calmly as Lorelei held out her hands reverently over the orb and lowered them onto its surface. The globe disintegrated at her touch. It seems it's worn itself out, the professor grinned. The truth can do that to you. Lorelei jabbered incoherently for a moment, then rasped, It can't be gone! It can't just disappear! How could it? Her words trailed into silence. She was staring across the chamber at Astrid still locked in an embrace with Evie. Of course. The child. She took a determined step forward, but stopped when a familiar blade appeared at her throat. The professor stood stone-faced, holding the dagger at arm's length. I could have taken both keys that night if it weren't for you interfering, Lorelei snarled. The professor thought for a second, and a connection clicked in her mind. You were the one who locked my door that night, to stop me getting too close. The two keys, and the girl as insurance. That was the plan. Turned out she was leverage over you as well as those old frauds. Then we scanned her mind and realized the archive was buried deeper than we could reach. Now, though, don't you lay a hand on my child. Evie got slowly to her feet, Astrid helping her with kind and steady hands. Lorelei scoffed at the sight of them. Going to shoot me as well, old woman? she asked in a mocking tone. Another tremor hit the cavern, and soil rained down from the ceiling. I suggest we return above ground before this place caves in, said the professor. They approached the rock guarding the tunnel. Astrid, still holding the two archive keys, passed one to the professor, and then led Evie through the rock. The professor looked at Lorelei uneasily. Going to leave me in here, are you? Lorelei said contemptuously knowing the professor had already made up her mind. Holding the key in one hand, she grabbed Lorelei by the back of the neck and dragged her into the tunnel, where she quickly disentangled herself and walked ahead. Soon the four of them were back outside. The sky above them had been torn to ribbons. Seams of emptiness had split open, revealing a howling chasm of blackness, deeper than even the night sky. As they watched, 
More threads of the atmosphere were drawn away from the tapestry of the world than swallowed by the nothingness. Around them, the landscape was changing. The hillside remained intact, but across the dell, the moor faded into emptiness, consumed by the void. The branches of the tree swayed in the wind, only to gradually slow their movement and disintegrate. The entropy field's accelerating, Evie said finally. We need to close that wretched thing. She broke away from Astrid and began tottering towards the hillside. Astrid kept close behind, followed by Lorelei and the Professor. At the top of the hill, the Professor faltered, remembering her timeship nestled in the copse of trees. She wondered how long it would be before the emptiness beyond reality would consume her only means of leaving. Looking back at the dell, she could see the tide of destruction ebbing slowly forwards. There would be time enough, she determined, if the gateway was shut down. She followed the others into the cottage, which itself seemed more fragile than it had been even an hour earlier. She placed a hand on the stone wall beside the front door, and a cascade of sand poured through her fingers, the bonds holding the rocks together faltering under pressure. Moving into the laboratory, Evie quickly crossed to the controls and began pressing buttons and manipulating data on the tiny screen set into the archway. The professor entered too late to stop Lorelei who snatched up a piece of sharp metal from one of the workbenches and grabbed hold of Astrid, one arm wrapped around her and the other pointing the jagged weapon at her neck. Leave it open, she screamed at Evie, who immediately backed off when she saw what had happened. Then Lorelei turned to the professor. Give me the key. This time there was no hesitation. The professor held it out to her. Take it, Lorelei hissed in Astrid's ear and she dutifully took the strip of metal from the professor, not saying a word. Lorelei inched closer to the open portal. The archive's still in her mind. Through there, she glanced at the gateway, there'll be someone who can help me access it. You don't know that, the professor replied. What other options are there? Lorelei said simply, and dragged Astrid further across the room. Please, Evie said weakly. Please, just give her back. You should have fought harder, Lorelai sneered, before turning to the professor. I hope you had a good long look at those images of you and her, she nodded down at Astrid, because they'll never happen now. And then she screamed. Lorelai reeled round, releasing Astrid and revealing the handle of some other scientific instrument buried in her shoulder. Evie staggered back, having struck the blow. Lorelai flailed her arms, sending the sharp piece of metal slashing through the air and blocking Astrid from running to her mother. Instead, she stood beside the professor. Evie looked at her with tear-filled eyes and then grasped hold of the struggling Lorelai and pulled her towards the gateway. Mum! Astrid cried. I have to keep you safe, said Evie, a tremor in her voice. She looked at Lorelai, who was now almost frozen in shock from the attack but I can't. Not here. Just throw her through and shut it down, said Astrid. Who knows what's through there, Evie replied wearily. I can't let her find her way back. I need to be sure. As if answering Astrid's next suggestion, she closed her eyes and said, There's been enough killing. No, get off of me, Lorelai cried with renewed energy but Evie tightened her grip and she contorted in renewed pain. I saw such sights, said Evie quietly. Such visions of the two of you. 
Oh, the things you'll do. No! Astrid wept, but the professor held her from stepping any closer to the gateway. Evie nodded in approval. Get to that ship of yours, Evie said to her daughter. You leave this place and fly. Fly out there, my girl, and you see every last one of the ancient stars for me. Promise. Mom, Astrid whispered. Promise me you'll do it, Evie called above the mounting wail of the cosmos beyond the gateway. Promise me you'll fly. I promise. Evie smiled and closed her eyes, before leaning back on the precipice of the portal, Lorelei still tightly within her grasp. The controls exploded in a shower of sparks as the two women disappeared from sight and the gateway disintegrated forever. The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier, The Cottage on the Moor, an unbound theatre production written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson with music by Kevin McLeod.